Today and next Sunday, I'm with Dr. Poppy Konidari. In the first part of this episode, Energy Policy and Roadmaps, we discuss about why energy policy, and in particular policy regarding renewables, is not implemented as quickly as possible based on the synergy among the policymakers, companies and local societies. Why does Greece lack a roadmap on energy policy and in particular that of renewables? Could the energy policy at a national level affect climate change? Are businesses that seek innovative solutions not aware they exist in the academia and research? Why Greece is lacking in implementation of renewable energy technologies despite its academic capacity and research innovation at the national and international level? Poppy Konidari started from physics, but her interest in climate change and energy policy led her to two Masters of Science in Environmental Physics and Electronics and a PhD on Multi-Criteria Evaluation of Climate Energy Policies. Dr. Konidari is head of the Climate Change Policy Group of the Energy Policy and Development Center, whose acronym in Greek is KEPA, residing at the National Kapodistrian University of Athens. She is a researcher on energy policy at non permanent basis, sees the contact point of the United Nations Academic Impact UNIAI Hub for the 7th Sustainable Development Goal SDG7 for all the activities of the Energy Policy and Development Center known in Greek as KEPA, as well as for the Black Sea Economic Cooperation Organization Green Energy Network BSEC and she is further responsible for preparing journal newsletters, publications and conferences for the same research center. In particular, KEPA organizes the 13th International Conference on Energy and Climate Change between the 7th and 9th of October 2020. Thank you very much and thank you for the invitation. It's an honor for me that uh, you have uh, looked into my CV and called me and uh, contacted me for this interview. I'm always keen to have guests that have something to say and you're definitely a person who has worked a lot on sustainable energy policies and energy policies, policies in regard to Greece and to the region. You have also participated in many European Union programs relevant to energy policies. Energy is something that, as Greeks, we're interested in, not only in terms of the necessities created under this environment of looking for sustainable energy applications in our everyday lives, but also in terms of what is happening in our neighborhood these days, even though this is a geopolitics issue mostly. Uh, you've been preparing now at KEPA for the 13th conference happening this October. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, it's an activity that we started in 2000, uh, in two, um, 2000, and it's now more for a decade that we are uh, continuing with it. Um, it has developed through these years and it has three main parts. The first one is the forum in which we will have discussions about the green energy investments. The second day is devoted to presentation of scientific papers. And the third 
Day is the brokerage event where we try to establish collaborations among the participants, try to see if we can support uh, a submission of proposals. And all this uh, with the three days seems to have a lot of interest uh, from uh, research uh, teams around the world. And uh, that's why we receive each year a, a, a considerable number of abstracts. Uh, this year, it's uh, rather difficult because of the whole situation, but it seems that uh, there are uh, persons and teams and researchers that will support the event, and eventually we will have probably another good year uh, with gathering a lot of friends and new colleagues to work with. The event is uh, supported by the United Nations Academic Impact and from BSEC, the Black Sea Economic Cooperation. So that's also very important because they continue their support all these years and we are very grateful that they do so. It sounds as if you have to do an enormous uh, preparation prior to this conference, uh, especially since you bring so many different parties together, which means that you might have talks with these different participants uh, before they actually uh, come uh, to the conference in physical presence. And I'm assuming this year is going to be at physical presence in October. Apart from physical presence, we will have also the online presence. And that is true because maybe we each year we decide who to, or we look who to call. Uh, or to where to send invitations. So we need to look into the banks for the first day, try to find the responsible persons to tell them what we think that they should talk about and make presentations. So that also uh, involves that we need to be prepared and be sure that the person to which we are addressing the invitation is the right one and the appropriate one to come to the conference. We also try to find from municipalities, mayors or persons that work on these issues, on energy efficiency, energy poverty or renewables. And we also try to address and send invitations to them. So this is not just uh, we send a, an open call and that's it. We also try to find from the market players and see if some of them will be interested to come and present their perspectives about how they will um, uh, how their uh, institute or how their company will plan their next steps within the region or in Greece or to try and present the investment opportunities so that other people from abroad to, to be interested and to participate as well. And also, when we have the scientific papers, it's not that we accept everything. We have to uh, send everything to the scientific committee they have to review the abstract, be sure that they find it that it's innovative or that it has some kind of interest for the audience in the, in the conference. But then again, if they want to make changes, we, I have to contact the uh, potential speakers, explain to them, wait for them to send back the uh, modified abstract and give them instructions in case that everything is, if the abstract is accepted, how to prepare their papers, look in the papers later on for the proceedings, be sure that everything is okay so that the proceedings are of a very good level because that's also what 
we want. We don't want to mess up the work. We want everything to be um, very good so that will be an example for the next year and so on. And for the broker, that's also another challenging point in the conference because we try to find the persons that can speak about the open calls of either Horizon 2020 or Horizon Europe or uh, Interreg uh, some years uh, ago so that they can come, explain to the participants so that if they see something in those open calls, know to whom they should contact uh, or to address any questions in order to have help and prepare their proposals. Additionally, the last three years for the brokerage event, we make a form presenting each institute with uh, the, the projects they participate in and um, in which areas they're interested. And we see with whom they need to contact and discuss when they will be here at the conference. So they need also to know what's going on and to whom they should definitely speak when they are here. After your intensive involvement in energy policies, uh, and of course coming in contact with uh, different bodies across Europe, and even in the case of the Black Sea, why does Greece lack a roadmap of energy and renewables? Um, renewables are under the energy policy, so they do not see it as a separate one. Then energy policy in Greece um, is always lacking of coordination, consensus, and uh, a, a way of preparing things for the next generation. Why I'm saying that? Some years ago, uh, there was a release of the long-term strategy for the energy policy, and we tried here at KEPA to have a workshop in order to bring the market players, but also policymakers, and see to understand their uh, opinion and their perspectives on this document. Well, none of the, uh, not uh, all of them participated. And the other problem was that each one wanted to um, uh, interpret the document according to uh, his, her perspectives or what the company wanted. So this meant that uh, they could not agree or always have uh, the same opinion or at least try to compromise and find a common way, a common path to work with. Um, renewables, for example, was always a problem in being implemented in Greece because the local uh, uh, societies had a very different opinion from the policymakers. It was very indicative that they said that um, they tried to um, establish wind parks in uh, several parts, and uh, they did. The locals didn't want them because they had several excuses for them. Whether the ships would have would produce no milk because of them, or they were afraid, or I don't know what that they were destroying the cultural or the aesthetics of the environment there, so they didn't want them to be at their place. They could be somewhere else, but not in their place, in their, uh, close to their villages. The behavior of the citizens or of the locals is uh, uh, very important, and that's why the policies do not uh, have the success that was expected or designed for. 
So this is also why we managed to develop the hearing DST because this quantifies the behavior barriers of the end users and that may explain why so far the energy policy and the renewables do not have the results that we always expect. So behavior is one of those reasons. The other issue is that uh, usually the energy policy in Greece is the um, incorporation of the EU directives. So this means that other thoughts, not thoughts from uh, exactly the experts in Greece, come from EU and usually they are not modified in order to comply with the national framework and to be sure that this will be successful. So the criteria under which the policies for energy and renewables and energy efficiency and now the new issue, the energy poverty, are not designed in that way to reflect the national framework. And that's why they do not have the expected results. I think those are the main reasons. How can the energy policy in Greece promote climate change and the use of renewables? Do you think this is a straightforward thing? Apparently, from what you said, it's not. And mainly the obstacles come from the perceptions of the society. So one has to weigh in the, uh, in the decision-making of the energy policy in Greece, which is under the umbrella of the energy policy, So how do you weigh these, um, the effects of the public opinion into the energy policy to promote climate change? Well, I don't think that there is a straightforward way to do so. And the energy policy, of course, could be linked with the climate policy. And if they were uh, coordinate, the actions were coordinated And um, if there were um, in a way to um, try and see how one can implement the other or find out the interactions between them and how those interactions can be reversed when they are negative in order to be positive, that would be very good. You see, uh, uh, 10 years ago with the AMS method, we also worked on a on a component for that method about the interactions, the police interactions. So maybe we have uh, great policies for energy, but if you do not see how they interact with those for climate policy, that may create negative interactions and that will have uh, not, will not have the results that uh, somebody wants when you are designing policies. So definitely energy policy can help, but When Greece has as the main, let's say, native fuel, lignite, it is very difficult to change and to go to another kind of energy as a renewables. Of course, there are now efforts to do so, but then again, you cannot always make that uh, transition very easily. So you need to, de to design and see how you can do that to try and find uh, the, um, the optimum path in order to bring a good solution or try and see maybe it's not a decision that will be implemented in the next five years, maybe it will need 10 years or maybe it will need 20 years. 
Maybe also the transition would be much easier if we could have the natural gas used more instead of oil or whatever. That's also another effort that KEPA is trying to do these days in order to bring together policymakers and see if they can discuss about uh, designing routes or finding ways so that the natural gas is used as the transition fuel from this situation to a more greener economy and to help also the energy the energy poor consumers because if they cannot pay for oil for having heat during the winter and so on maybe by turning into another kind of uh, energy source like natural gas through either energy communities, maybe that will help them instead of having uh, a financial support from the government, which will not solve the problem because next year they will need it again, next year they will need it again. But through other means and schemes, maybe we can uh, have better results. Just a brief comment on what you said about about replacing lignite. I think that... um, the suggestions made by the government were quite rushed. And I wouldn't say that it's entirely their fault. They just came uh, to the end, Mm. given to them by the European Union. So they had to decide what alternative source of energy they should support for replacing lignite. And they came up with uh, solar energy for the region of the Western Macedonia, where mainly the lignite power plant stations are. And I was wondering, have they made a thorough investigation, a thorough study, if this would be the best renewable energy technology to replace lignite, given the geography of the region, given uh, the transmission, uh, the network created, and so on. So I think you're absolutely right. We need to have, as country, a long-term plan for such cases. Now, when it comes to research, to renewable energy research, as far as I know, being a researcher myself and chemical engineer, I can see that both in Greece and abroad, we have many talented Greek scientists and engineers who have contributed significantly in the development of renewable energy technologies. Despite the academic capacity of Greece and its research innovation, at the national and an international level, still Greece is not implementing renewable energy technologies or even to create its own. That's true. I think that um, companies that could have supported innovative solutions do not know about them. So they are not aware about any new developments. Uh, Additionally, they usually see what's the most commonly used technology and they stick to that. So they are not sure whether a new one will be the same successful as the one that is already used. The other is that uh, what uh, we say sometimes here at KEPA is that we have something innovative, but until it reaches the market, it has to pass from the valley of death. So if that can survive through that uh, uh, pathway until the market, then it can be used. 
But may, uh, the problem here is that uh, usually the universities are not that much uh, sending outside uh, their, play, their uh, establishments the, the outcomes that they have. They usually are very self, uh, how can we say, it? they're very close to themselves. So they do not promote that outside of the university. The market players also consider that sometimes the universities, and especially in Greece, are more theoretical instead of being practical. So they are not always confident or they are afraid to approach universities and see what else can be done there. That's also one of the reasons that this conference is uh, trying to survive the next years in order to show that, look, we have the market players, we can bring them here. If you have something interesting to say, we give you the opportunity to present it. So that's one of the reasons that we try to show through the conference that market players and researchers can be together and discuss what they need. I remember last year that we had a company from uh, Kalamata, LMC, which was one of our sponsors. And they were young people working on automatism about energy efficiency in buildings and so on. Some of the participants didn't know that these people exist, that they had these technologies, and they exchanged their uh, professional cards in order to see in the future if they could cooperate. So this is what actually is happening. Everything, everybody is talking, but nobody knows for sure. So it's not a surprise that we have the capacity, but nobody makes a step to see whether it's worth or not. The other fact is that sometimes researchers act very, um, how can we say it, very egoistically. They do not approach the market for several reasons, whether they are disappointed for others or they think that this work is uh, more for producing papers or for doing something here and they have to find funding from the horizon or from the government or, or, or. They do not usually test it in the market. So markets uh, do not go or they are afraid also if we invest in that, maybe the money will not be worth and we will lose. So I think that's uh, more or less the situation. So actually, if there are no established tools that the research innovation of the Greek academia and the energy policy and the development center of the National Capodistrian University of Athens feeds into the national energy policy, or could there be some established tools that are going to link the research of the academia to the energy policy and its development and feed it to the government? Um, that's a very big question because uh, the, um, this is the work that we are trying to do. Um, we tried through the, uh, through the work that we are doing in the region and through the opportunity that we have as a coordinator of the Black Sea Green Energy um, Network to bring all those people together. But it's not easy. And it's not easy because um, although we told them, try to give us for the newsletter a short presentation of what you are doing in the laboratories, 
they usually stick to very theoretical ones and not to the ones that are practical in order for someone that does not know exactly what's going on to understand what they are doing. We tell them that if you have a good idea, you can send it to us and we'll try and see if this fits with a Horizon 2020 proposal or if we can go in. It was indicative that during the lockdown, we had a proposal from Kazakhstan about uh, um, participating in a consortium for innovative technology about uh, hydropower. When they sent us, because we sent, sent us a small text, not very long, to understand what this technology does, it was a disappointment because we could not understand what's the innovative part, what exactly they want to do. And it was so theoretical that we thought and we that this will not be uh, funded because nobody will understand what they are doing. So I said Kazakhstan, but that's also indicative for all the countries in the region, for Azerbaijan, Armenia, and also for Greece, although we belong to the EU. Sometimes the proposals that reach us are so theoretically described that nobody can understand whether it's worth or not. So the tools that we have are the conference and we're trying now to establish um, the structured policy dialogue in order to bring together small groups, to bring them together with municipalities, to have them discussed. And if we manage to have agreements, whether on technologies or energy poverty, to bring that on the upper level with more uh, higher uh, authorities, with the uh, ministries and so on. But nobody yet is convinced so that we can try to do that and see if we manage to go to the upper level to bring it also to the UNITE, the United Nations Academic Impact, because that was also a part of a series of discussions uh, during the last two months, how the academia and the universities can reach the market, how they can reach young people to understand whether they can gain and can enrich their skills in order to be more effective with new technologies, new ideas, innovative, and to bring those, since they know that, know all this from um, research into the market. So it's a discussion that still goes on. I was thinking mostly about what could open the avenues of communication and transferability between the academia, uh, either in terms of policy making or in terms of um, research and innovation to the government, to any government, would, uh, for example, the presence of the academia coming from the policy-making point of view and the research and innovation should have some sort of fora uh, that would communicate all the updates to the respective ministries. Would this help? That will help uh, because if you bring them in the same room, they will have to discuss. And if they come, they have to say something interesting. But sometimes uh, they, um, I don't know, they do not participate or there are small groups or lobbies that do not communicate between them. Or sometimes it's the lobby for the solar power, the lobby for the wind power, and they do not communicate between them because 
each one considers that that technology is more important than the other. So maybe that's also another reason that they do not communicate um, between them and this information is not forward upper. Um, also, sometimes uh, I don't think that the research groups between them cooperate the way that they should. I mean, we know that we are doing similar work with the other two universities in Atiki, but uh, there is no uh, strong uh, establishment of cooperation between us because uh, either it's the daily life that everybody has a lot of things to do, so nobody looks what is happening on the other side. And when we come into a conference like last year, we say, yes, we should cooperate. We have common things to do. But later on, we do nothing about that. I know exactly what you mean. This happens a lot in yes. the academia and I'm pretty sure also in business. In the second part of Energy Policy and Roadmaps, we will further discuss about the market and economic connection between research innovation in the Greek academia and the Energy Policy and Development Center of the National Kapodistrian University of Athens, the academia and government in particular with the current Ministry of the Environment and Energy and the Ministry of Development and Investment, as well as how the behavioral variables of the demand side impact the energy efficiency policies. Is it easy or not to proceed with research on energy and climate change in a Hellenic University? Till next Sunday.